Hi, I'm Lisa Kiss, and I'm the host of Be Mindful Podcast. I'm also the owner of Be Mindful Studio, where I am an astrologer and mindfulness consultant. This podcast is for the modern woman to feel grounded and learn to live with intention. Here we tap into mindfulness for both life and business. From community-driven leaders, conscious humans, heart-centered entrepreneurs, and beyond, we'll discover all the different ways mindfulness can be applied to you. My podcast is here to inspire and encourage you to be a little more mindful in your day-to-day so you can start living a more purpose-filled, self-aware life you love. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Be Mindful Podcast. So today I'm here with Erin McDonald, who owns the Cheeky Bikini. So I discovered the Cheeky Bikini like years ago when she had an Etsy store, but I didn't actually know Erin herself. And then we recently connected, um, I guess, on Instagram and just because I've been following her there for a long time. And then she's done an astrology reading with me. Um, but so she's going to like tell you a little bit about her, uh, Zodiac sign, how she connects to that and how it kind of fits into everything. But, um, I'm excited to have Erin on here today. So do you want to introduce yourself, Erin? Yes. Hello. Um, my name's Erin. And like you said, I am, um, an entrepreneur in Hamilton and I own a business online called the Cheeky Bikini. And my focus is designing body positive swimwear Um, being inclusive, being open to all women, um, and really just having a space for women to feel comfortable in their skin, show off their body. Um, And yeah, so swimwear designer, and I love it. And it's what you do full time now, right? Yes. So I started it out just part time. um, And then once it grew enough for me to fully support myself, I quit my full time job. And I've been doing it full time since 2017. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you want to kind of talk about how you sort of, sort of shifted from going from the Etsy? Because I just remember that's where I like knew you from originally to like now mm-hmm. having it full time uh, online store. I know Etsy feels so long ago. And it's funny, I started on Etsy in I believe 2014 was the very first time I opened up my shop. And I had only one piece um, to offer. It was my mid-rise cheeky bikini bottoms, which I still have for sale. And they're still my favorite bottoms. But that was the only piece I had. And as soon as I put them up for sale, I had an order within five minutes from a woman in Switzerland. And I was just thinking like, oh my God, I've made it. Like, this is the best idea ever. And then of course, like I didn't have another sale for like weeks and weeks, but that was so exciting to me how you can just put something online and someone any, somewhere anywhere in the world, um, someone can find your product. So that was really cool. Um, so that was back in 2014. And then I just kind of slowly, very slowly, still going slowly, grew my business. Um, and then it got to a point where I was doing so many sales that Etsy was kind of becoming a little too expensive. Um, It's a great starting out point for small business owners. But once you get to a point where um, you have quite a bit of sales, it ends up not being financially the best move. So I moved over to Shopify, made my own website myself. um, And I've been on there for um, a couple of years. 
That's so cool. I've always wondered, because I know you do production in Toronto now, but mm-hmm. did you used to make them or has it always been outsourced production? It's always been outsourced. So okay. I can barely sew. Like I, during the past few years, I've tried to teach myself to sew and I kind of made a bikini myself in quarantine and it was awful. So I definitely am not a good sewer. So I've always outsourced it. I used to, when I first started, I found a local seamstress um, and she was like a recent fashion design student who just graduated. And she started with me when I first started out um, to create my first pair of bottoms. Um, And then I worked with her and then I just moved from, um, I moved around. I was living in Waterloo, then Toronto, then back home in Hamilton. So I kept getting new seamstresses, but I always worked with just a local seamstress. Um, And then pretty much around the same time when I moved off of Etsy over to um, Shopify, I realized I really needed a more bigger manufacturing facility to meet all my orders. Um, So I looked all over Ontario. It was so hard to find a manufacturing company in Canada that could do swimwear, but I eventually found one in Scarborough, Ontario, and um, I've been working with them ever since. So it's been I've been very happy that I found them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you already answered this, but like, where did you come up with the idea for the bathing suit? Was it just because you didn't, like, you couldn't find something that you felt comfortable in or like you found yeah. something was missing? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I've always, from the beginning, I've just gone based off my own insecurities and my own needs. And I figured that if I feel a certain way about swimwear in my body, that there must be so many other women that feel that same way. Um, so when I was first looking for swimwear before I started my company, I couldn't find anything that ever looked good on me. Um, I was always, I've always been around like a size eight and I just would get so depressed when I had to go swimwear shopping. Everything was just so low rise. My stomach would hang over the top and the back would just be like full coverage. And it just was always saggy and it was just so not flattering on me. Um, so that's, I kind of like had my final straw when, when I was swimmer shopping for, um, my grad trip. And then that's when I kind of had the idea of the mid-rise bottoms. I always knew I had an idea in my mind of what I kind of wanted the cut to be. Cause I've always liked my bum. So I've always been like, if you turn your bathing suit bottoms around, it's almost like more coverage in the front and it's cheekier in the back. So when I first started, I was kind of calling them the backwards bikini, um, that, And when I did that, it was just so much more flattering. And that like cheeky bum, it just instantly makes your butt look lifted and rounded. And it's just, they're still my favorite design to this day. Um, So yeah, I always just went off of my own insecurities and my own body type. And then it's kind of just worked for so many other women. Yeah, I got my cheeky bikini last year and I was mm-hmm. like not like scared to get it because it like at first I was like <laughs> oh my gosh my butt's gonna be out but um no it's actually a very like it's very flattering and it's not like too much I got the mid no where it's a little the less cheeky ones the mid-rise bottom yeah. with the less cheeky yeah um because I was like okay I need like a little bit less cheeky but it's still like it's the best bathing suit I think I've ever had because I oh, used good. to always just do Victoria's Secret because like that's mm-hmm, what was same. at the mall and yep. um but I like I never I always would wear the shorts because I didn't like want my like hips to show or anything but it's like yeah I don't know as like women you have hips it's sort of like just embrace them like show them exactly. off in a sense so yeah 
Yeah, and I love how you support that. How has your, because um, I know on Instagram, you, there's like a big community, like how has that sort of grown as you've grown the business? Instagram's been amazing. So I pretty much get like 90% of my sales from Instagram. Um, and I started really small. I had no followers for the longest time. It was just like my family and my friends following me. Um, and when I look back at my old Instagram posts, I'm like, what were you thinking? It, they're just, they're so embarrassing. But eventually I started getting the, the hand of it. And um, I started understanding kind of how Instagram works and creating a specific type of community and not just trying to appease everyone and appeal to all of the masses. So I wanted it to be more of an intimate place and a safe place for women to go. So you're not going to be harassed by a bunch of men because your, your bum is out on my Instagram. Like I keep it a very safe place for women to be comfortable. Um, and I quickly learned that using other women or working with other women who also have a platform and align with the same values that I uh, have um, kind of just made perfect sense joining forces with them and then they would help me reach their platform because otherwise it's really hard to get your name out there on Instagram so if you can work with other women who are kind of like-minded that was that was definitely the best path for me and then yeah my community is just kind of started slowly growing consistently, but slowly. Um, and yeah, I've made a lot of friends through my, my Instagram page. And there's so many people that now I'm just like, so grateful that they either reached out to me or responded to my DMs and wanted to work with me. So Instagram's definitely been a huge vessel for growing my company for sure. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm going to transition it into the astrology because you're an Aquarius and they're all mm -hmm. usually, they're usually all about community and people because it's an air sign. So do you want to yeah. sort of talk about how you connect with that? And then, mm -hmm. yeah, just, I, I've looked at your chart, but everyone listening had may not know what Aquarius means. So, yeah. So I've always been kind of fascinated with astrology and I've always just kind of, I've never taken it too serious, but I've always just had fun with it. And I've always found it an interesting way to kind of practice being more self-aware. And I find often it can motivate me. Um, so I've always known that I was an Aquarius and I've always identified a lot with Aquariuses. I feel like when people look up what an Aquarius is, it kind of like screams who I am almost. Um, and I feel like Aquariuses are usually known to kind of be more individualistic kind of beat to their own drum um, and I'm definitely like that like it almost pains me to follow tradition um, so I always like to try to do things a little bit differently and I'm not surprised at all that like I ended up becoming an entrepreneur I feel like that's the perfect career path for an Aquarius um, we're definitely very much in our head and filled with ideas and there's definitely a lot of drawbacks drawbacks to being an Aquarius but for most of the good stuff, I feel like I identify pretty well with being an Aquarius. I was going to ask you too, like, like, did you know you always wanted to be an entrepreneur or like it just sort of like happened, but. I always knew that I wanted to be in charge and kind of do my own thing. I don't know if I, when I was younger, I necessarily had the vocabulary of an entrepreneur. Um, but when I was in high school, I started taking more business courses. Then I went to university for business. And then the more I kind of went down that path, I realized that I'm more so suited to be my own boss. 
Um, and just the more jobs I had, the more obvious that became. Um, and then, yeah. So I'm definitely not surprised I'm here, but it was definitely a journey to realize that this was my right path. Mm -hmm. I know like a word that can be associated with Aquarius or like two words, like forward thinking. So do you think mm -hmm. that definitely like the cheeky bikini is more of like a forward thinking idea of how the swim industry sort of needs to sort of change in a sense? Oh, absolutely. I feel like back in 2014, when I started, everyone was still, like you said, and myself too, we were just shopping at places like Victoria's Secret, who still to this day are not at all, they're trying to be inclusive, but they're definitely not where they should be. Uh, on showing model thin women, designing only for thin women, um, and not even really embracing mid-size or plus-size women. Um, so I, like, I don't want to brag and, or anything like that, but I do feel like I was forward-thinking in the sense of where I was with my business and where I thought people and women were, the direction we were wanting to go in. Um, and yeah, I guess, I guess forward-thinking. <laughs> Yeah, I have my, like, I'm a Gemini, and I have my son mm -hmm. in the 11th house, which is ruled by Aquarius, so I always feel like I have some, like, odd forward-thinking ideas, and, like, I'm never doing what everyone else is doing, like, I can't, I don't like yeah. following the trends either, like, it bothers me, too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like when I speak to some, like, my friends or my boyfriends, sometimes they just think I'm crazy sometimes, and they're like, what are you thinking? And I'm just like, you just wait, I'm gonna make sense one day, I swear. Yeah, and we're in the age of Aquarius now, so it's like we need the ideas from the Aquariuses out there. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there we go. Yeah. So do you want to? I don't. So like, as an air sign, um, consciousness or mindfulness is sometimes of interest. So like, do you um, like sort of explore mindfulness in your day to day? I definitely try to, but it's for sure something I struggle with. I feel like I'm always in my head and I'm always thinking about a million different things at one time. So it's hard for me to be present and to kind of focus on one thing or nothing at all. Um, so it's something that definitely in quarantine is something that I've been working on um, and kind of exploring and figuring out ways just to like clear my mind so I can either pay attention and focus on one thing or just relax and not be so like scattered and have my mind everywhere. So it definitely doesn't come natural to me. Okay. What does mindfulness kind of like mean to you? Like if you could describe it in like one word. Ooh, one word. That's tough. Um, I would say being clear, like having a clear state of mind or present, something like that. Just, I just, have this vision in my brain of like my brain being filled with so many different like crisscrossing lines and just like if all that was to just go away and I was just to be relaxed I feel like that's mindfulness and that's the dream and I can't get there <laughs> <laughs> have you been doing the journaling I have yes so okay. I try to journal um twice a day so the current journal I have is just like that five minute journal so you journal at the beginning of your day and you write um, about what you want to hope for the day and what you're grateful for and affirmations. And then you kind of follow up at the end of the day and see what your plans were for the day, if you followed through with them and how your day actually went and how you felt about it. So I try to journal every day um, in that. And then I also have just like my own personal journal that I don't 
put entries in as often as I'd like to. It's more so kind of like a place that I go to when I'm having a breakdown or like I just feel like I'm so overwhelmed and I need to like write out all my thoughts because if I don't write them out, I feel like they're not real until I do. So my journal journal is just kind of like mayhem if you open it up and it's just like all these thoughts of stress. But um, I definitely, it makes me feel so good when I, when I write in it. So I definitely want to write in it more often, but I at least do the five minutes a day, every day. That's good. Have you done any meditations or that sort of? I've tried. (laughs) It's super hard for me to just like relax. Like they say, the point is, even if your mind goes elsewhere to just like recognize that it's gone elsewhere and to bring yourself back to like this equilibrium and I just can't seem to do that. I'm like every two seconds, I'm like, bring yourself back, bring yourself back. So meditating is hard for me. I feel like there's multiple ways to be mindful. And I feel like I am better at maybe the exercising and the walks and the writing lists and journaling as opposed to meditating, but I wish I could. And I'm sure it's just practice makes perfect. And if I just kept at it, I could get great at it, but it's definitely not easy for me. Yeah. Have you tried like a visualization meditation? What's that? So instead of like, so as a meditation teacher, I like know all the different kinds. Mm -hmm. So there's like the normal one or like the more, I guess, common one is like the breath. Like you just bring back like the focus back to your breath. If your mind wanders or if you have like a mantra to repeat, there's that one as well. But -hmm. visualization is usually it's like guided by someone and they kind of like lead you through a visualization so your mind is still technically occupied on something but it's just whatever the person is like saying so it's like you're walking on a beach and then you notice the sand in your toes and the water it's like things like that so it gives you something to focus on but Mm -hmm. you're still technically like being mindful because you're like you're focused on one thing I find that works the best for me because like I I'm not like it's hard for me to meditate too Mm -hmm. so I find the visualization helps my mind be like focused on something that does sound easier. Mm-hmm. That sounds much easier. I can still imagine myself just wandering off and thinking about my own things. I mean, like, ah, oh, screw the beach. I'm thinking about my next Instagram post, but I feel like that would be a lot easier for me. Yeah. Cause like, I can, you can see things in your mind, right? Like you can picture things. Like if you're thinking, I can, about yes, I okay. recently saw a video that some people can, which I found so interesting. I thought everyone could. Yeah. I saw that video too. And I was like, what? Cause I've always mm-hmm. been able, like very vivid like imagery but some people don't have that so I feel like if you have that like work work with it with the visualization of meditation oh for sure I should definitely take advantage of it knowing that some people don't even have that luxury Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine what their brain operation is like yeah it it was weird when I saw that video Mm -hmm. yeah it's crazy that you only know what you know and you don't even realize that other people might not have the same abilities as you even just like the most simple everyday things it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't have the question on my list, but I ask everyone because you are in Hamilton. So have you mm-hmm. found, like, how have you found support here in Hamilton or like um, either with like mindfulness or business community? Cause usually everyone kind of has like a group in Hamilton they're a part of, or they find it to be very like welcoming, I guess. Hamilton's great. So I've, I grew up in Dundas, which is just like a suburb of Hamilton. Um, So I've pretty much been here my whole life, except for when I went to university and I lived in Toronto for a year. Um, And I've always loved Hamilton. I wouldn't really say that I'm like, I have a clear sense of community in Hamilton. I have my friends, but when it comes to business, um, 
that's definitely more so been something that I've struggled with. So I've recently moved into um, an office space. Before then, I was just working for home from home. So it can definitely be pretty lonely working from home and finding a community is definitely something that people have said I should work towards looking in to find. Um, but at this time, I wouldn't really say I have much of like a business community. I'm glad I've met you in Hamilton. Um, and I have a new pattern maker who lives in Hamilton. Um, and she's been amazing and so much help. Um, so I'm so glad I found her, but I definitely need to like put myself out there more in Hamilton. <laughs> I just get so like stuck in my own habits and routines that that's something that just falls by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah, congrats on your office space. That's like a big Thank you. like achievement to have. And it's such a cute mm-hmm. office. I know where it is because I know someone else who had an office space up like above Mulberry. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's like the exposed brick. I love exposed brick. I just think it's- Oh, like I know. Less- I was, when I was touring there, there was a bigger office and a smaller office, but the bigger one didn't have exposed brick. So I was like, you know what? I'm taking the small one. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I- I guess with me, I'm kind of like within the Hamilton business community because I participated with like two like grant programs at the city. So I was able okay. just to connect with people there naturally. And I, um, I don't know, I always just feel like you need like a little entrepreneur pod or something to like go do for things. Mm-hmm. Are you part of the Hamilton Fempreneurs group? I don't know if I am. That sounds super familiar. I might follow them on Instagram. Yeah. But I think that's the extent of it. Yeah, but that does sound very familiar. And that sounds like it's right up my alley. (laughs) Yeah, I joined it like three years ago. And there's only maybe like 2000 people. And it was like a really cool group. It's grown a lot. But I don't Mm -hmm. think everyone who's in it's from Hamilton, which I don't necessarily like that. But there's like, like 5000 over 5000 women in there. And you can just someone will be like, Oh, I'm looking for this. And like 15 people will comment and tell them where to go. It's like the coolest thing. Yeah, so I definitely I, need that. Because yeah. like when you don't have that resource, especially for me, like there is no one in my family that was in business. Most of my friends are in completely different career paths. Like I di- I've never really had a resource or someone to go to. I've always just kind of gone on YouTube, Googled things myself, just kind of made mistakes and figured things out. But having other women who are also in business and understand what you're going through and can just respond to a question that fast and give you solutions that sounds like a dream yeah it's it's really cool to see like how engaged everybody is in the group and it's like monitored Mm -hmm. and everything but yeah if you just go on Facebook and search like Hamilton Fempreneurs okay I'll do that yeah when I did like when my past career when I did social media management I'd get referrals from there all the time like people knew my name like Lisa nice. Kiss equals social media, which I'm trying to get yeah. away from now. Lisa Kiss equals <laughs> astrologer. But um, it was it's really cool to see. So I feel like if any, I don't know if anyone would say like needs a bikini or like something, but like I'd go mm-hmm. in there and be like, Aaron, cheeky bikini, right? Nice. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. Okay. So I think we went through all the questions, but Did we? yeah. <laughs> I'm such a fast talker. <laughs> <laughs> this is a common air sign thing, so. Is it? Okay, yeah. that makes me feel better. Yeah, Everyone I, always tells me to slow down. 
I've been told to slow down with my talking since I was like little. So, and as oh, a Gemini, you got it handled. You are slow okay. and steady and confident. You're good. Oh, really? Oh, thank you. I usually think I ramble when I talk, so that's a great compliment. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. I definitely ramble. Okay. Oh, I had a thought. Something I was gonna say, and it left me. Oh, so this interview uh, is going up during Gemini season, even though you are an Aquarius, because um, I can't wait until next year to like to mm-hmm. interview you. So this Gemini season on the podcast is kind of just like I'm calling it air season. So there's a few other like it's gonna be like Gemini, Aquarius, whatever. Like all the air people are coming together for um, when is like end of May and June. So okay, yeah. Cool. So hopefully I feel like it kind of fits in and I know your Mars is in Gemini too. So yeah. And I have one of my best friends is a Gemini and she's, she's just like me. So yeah, (laughs) we're all just a bunch of space cadets who are just interesting girls. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The memes like astrology memes about air signs make me laugh because like some of them are kind of extreme, but then some of Mm -hmm. them are like true to like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how can everyone, I'll like include links, but how can everyone find you online and connect with you? So my website is thecheekybikini.com and then on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, I'm just at the cheeky bikini. Okay. Awesome. And then I just, are, do you have any new launches planned for like anytime in June when this comes out? Yeah. So I have a restock that will be happening in May. So it might be just before when this comes out, I'm coming out with a new color. Um, that's a lavender and it's, it's so pretty for spring and summer. Um, and then I'm just restocking my classic colors like black leopard, um, and my newer chocolate Brown, which I'm obsessed with. Um, so that will be restocking in May and then either in June or July, I'll probably be releasing, um, some other new colors as well as restocking whatever is sold out. Okay, awesome. I have the black bottoms and then the scarlet red top. And oh, I, I love like, this. Everyone always asks me to bring back the scarlet red. And I'm just waiting for the right time because like I, I always want to bring back colors I've already had before because I love them. But then it's also like I want to bring out something new and fun. But I think I'm definitely going to bring something similar to scarlet red in the fall, like a dark burgundy, dark wine color because it's, it's, it's so flattering on all skin colors. And I love that color. It's so nice. I just gravitated towards it because I think because I have the blonde hair. So I think the red mm-hmm. looks nice with that. So but yeah, I don't like wearing colored bottoms. I don't know why no? I want to keep it plain black bottoms. I don't know why. Like, I usually always wear my black bottoms. But when I had my um, lilac color that came out last year, I that's like my favorite bikini that I have now. It's once you wear a color and you get used to it, you're like, oh, this is so fun. Yeah. So you're wearing like a nice color jacket and I have like, yeah, on like love, all black. <laughs> yeah. I love color. <laughs> okay. So I'll include links to everything because everyone should really go check out the cheeky bikini. It's like the only ethical like fashion line that I know. Plus it's also very flattering and everything. I'm very big on like the ethical sustainable fashion. So. So am I. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fast fashion is it's easy to get sucked into wanting to buy all of it, but it's just so not good for our planet or people or the people who make it. Um, and it's just, it's something that a lot of people forget to think about when they're shopping. Yeah. For the mm-hmm. last like four years, I've been on, like I call it my ethical fashion journey. And I like, right when I started, like bought a bunch of stuff, but it was like, that was the worst thing to do. You kind of just have to like use what you have first before like, yeah. going out and buying something. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 
It's an adjustment for sure. I'm definitely a shopping addict. <laughs> I have I have on my website because it's like one of the most searched things. Um like from my old like ethical fashion blog, it's like a list, like a directory. I don't know if mm -hmm. I have you on there, but if you aren't, I'm gonna add you. And then nice. I'll include a link to it so everyone else can like see different ethical brands and things. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's hard to find clothing, especially swimwear that's made in Canada because it's there's definitely an allure for entrepreneurs to go overseas and have it made cheaper elsewhere. But I care less about making more money and I would rather just support Canada, keep it local and yeah, just have pride and be Canadian. Okay. Awesome. So thank you so much for being on here. Um, yeah, we took like a detour there, but that's okay. That's like a yes. total air sign thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> totally expected. Okay. Usually I've been having people end things like end the episode off with like something pertaining to that zodiac, zodiac sign, like a message. So is there like an Aquarius message that you have to share with everyone? And I'll end it with that. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Um, I would say just keep it real and be yourself. Okay, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> there we go. If you love today's episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or on Instagram and tag us at Be Mindful Studio and at Be Mindful Podcast. Also, if you have any questions or feedback or maybe an idea for an episode, don't be afraid to reach out on Instagram and send me a message. I'd love very much to stay in touch with you. Thank you again for your support and I will see you very, very soon in the next episode.